Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 80 of the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. My name is Matt, and joining me on the cast today, as usual, are my two stupendous co-hosts. First up, Miss Tiffany B. Ladies. Oh. Oh. New year, new I got a little tingly. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right, real. I just figured I'd give it a try. <laughs> you know? That was real sensual. See what he follows it up with. And Dan. I'm lost. I don't even know what to do now. You do mine. You say hello. Hello. There you go. You have to sound less excited to do this show. <laughs> hi. I'm always excited. I'm here. I'd never say I'm hi. Tiff. I'm much more formal. <laughs> I am. I Greetings. am pretty sick this time around, so I'll give you that. I think yeah, we're all I fighting think, something. Uh, we have made it into 2018, and we have brought with us the germs of 2017. They followed us. It. I was a little worried about recording because i thought i was going to sound the worst but thankfully tiff is uh i'm looking great by comparison i'm the sickest yeah congrats if only you believed in medicine i believe in medicine it's dan (laughs) oh that's right dan dan has beliefs dan is a man dan rubs dirt on his face when he's sick i go to the witch doctor oh i don't even go to a real doctor whatever dan probably sits on the couch and whines all day i you know sometimes poor elsa <laughs> and I Kristen's just... like papa why are you crying so much <laughs> because i'm out of pedialyte <laughs> <laughs> i need more popsicles oh there's nothing nothing a little popsicle can't cure yeah i've just been buying ginger ale and hoping that that would cure me somehow because that's what mom used to give me when i was sick turns out she also gave me medicine but i forgot that part so <laughs> yeah Well, we made it into 2018. We're here with our first episode of the year, which, as we've done the last couple of years, is going to be our nonsensical... It's going to be our nonsensical... Did you just just eat your tongue? Yeah, I... I, What just happened there? (laughs) We're out of practice, man. We need to catch up with each other. We need to talk about games. But uh, before we get into any of that fun stuff for this year, we need to talk about what was good about last year. So... Like I was trying to say, this is our nonsensical yearbook for 2017. This is our essentially game of the year episode where we chat about all of the fun things that we got to play or didn't play if you were Tiff. And (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. And uh, we have a couple of wonderful categories lined up. If you listened last year, you'll know them to be the same categories. So uh, we do them all as yearbook superlatives. That's our fun little take on it. And we will go ahead and debate them as a group to decide on a first place and two runner-ups in each of these categories. And at the end, we will decide what was our best game of the year. Do you guys feel like you're ready to go with this? Oh, I'm ready. (laughs) Uh, Dan. Yeah, I'm always ready to discuss things. I think that the one disclaimer that we have to put out there is that this episode is our opinions. And that is something that the internet often forgets. Uh, this is like of the things that we played and that we experienced. And these are hopefully will give some some valid reasons why we've kind of discerned the way that we have. But if you disagree, you can always find us on our different social media outlets or BGG, uh, guild number 2077. Feel free to give your opinions on uh, what you think f- fits into these categories and what you thought of our choices. So that is my one disclaimer for the episode. Uh, these are our, th- our thoughts and our thoughts alone. Also, we didn't play everything because you can't. 3,200 games came out in 2017. I probably played about 30. If you sort BGG by the year 2017, there are 50 pages worth of games. That's just that stupid. is a lot. 
That's just there stupid. Are many, many games. And 49 of those pages all suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be debating the 10 top games that came. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I, I think there were a lot of things that were cool and kind of went under the radar. Uh, but I think that, like, we, we played a decent number of games between the three of us. And I think that we have a good variety of uh, what came out and what was popular and, and even some smaller uh, lesser known games but like yeah like dan was saying not everything that came out was good so we don't spend our time trying to play all of 2017's games we just play what we want to play so without further ado without further conversation let's jump into our first category our first superlative is best personality this is the best game theme from 2017 and i'm gonna plug our uh, incumbent the current holder of best theme from 2016 was scythe so go ahead and use that uh, to color your perspective, Dan. We we gave it to a. You didn't say best. Last you didn't say best game. You said best theme, which I, I'm okay with that. Correct. So our anyone anyone can make a theme. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the nominees or the games on the list are Magic Maze, Topiary, Coldwater Crown, Rocky Road a la Mode, Sagrada. Anachrony, Wasteland Express Delivery Service, Viral, Photosynthesis, oof, I'll try that again, Photosynthesis, Ex Libris, Planetarium, Spirit Island, Flatline, Gloomhaven, Seventh Continent, and Meeple Circus. There are a ton of games with very cool themes this year. So uh, Go ahead and get rid of Planetarium. So, <laughs> I had a feeling that that was going to get struck pretty quickly. Uh, Planetarium is not a bad theme, though. I guess, but it's not that exciting. So it's about controlling the solar system in a way that, like, you're smashing things together and making these different elements of the planets. You, you, every game, space game, kick it out. Yeah, but <laughs> just Come like, on, I mean, one. when you look at the rest of the list, it's just so vanilla. It's like, hey, we're moving planets. Cool. But you get to control the different features. Every planet comes out different. Every game. Nope. Nope, you're not selling me. I can't Tiff. believe how hard you're fighting for this. Okay. Tiff, back me up. Majority. <laughs> no, I'm totally. Planetarium. Uh, rule. Fine. I knew it wasn't going to make it very far, but I didn't think it would be the first game cut. So, Planetarium. Also, get rid of Gloomhaven. Just straight up fantasy. Like, there's nothing unique about that theme. It's Thematically. Uh, it's we can debate it in mechanics. We can debate it in gameplay. Theme. It's, hey, you're a dwarf? Cool. I'm an elf. Do you want to kill that ogre? Awesome. Let's do it. No, there are no dwarves and elves, Daniel. I'm just saying it's that kind of, it's high fantasy. There's nothing unique about it except for its box size. It's got its own world. It's got some things going on. But okay. Tiff, back me up. I don't know. I don't know what clue payment is. Sorry, guys. Oh, my God. Welcome to 2018, Tiff. Jeez. <laughs> It's only, is it the number one game on BGG these days? It is now, and it shouldn't be, but... It, it like, I have no interest in it. When, when it was all, like, everybody was talking about it, I was like, yeah, no. You know what it is? Like, for me now, the number one game on BGG is the number one game I never want to play. Like, I'm just letting the rest of the people tell me <laughs> what I don't have to play, because that's what the BGG list is becoming for me. <laughs> and my taste. Pandemic tastes. Legacy is still Very a good true. game. That's fine. I don't need to play it though. I'm saying, like, for my taste. My friends will buy that. One day. You can get it for like $20 now. Yeah, I'm not going to buy it. I don't buy it. Tiff, I'll play it with you over Skype if you want. Oh, well, that's tempting. Okay. We could do a little two player. (laughs) All right. You heard it here. Um, If I buy Pandemic Legacy, you definitely have to play it. All right. 
So one that I think we can probably take off, I put on here because it's a little bit interesting, but Flatline is a game where you're trying to save the victims that you didn't save in Fuse. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's kind of funny. I I don't want to talk about Fuse. I mean, it's it's funny, but I don't know that it's that imaginative. There are better themes on this list. There are better themes on this list. That's fair. I just wanted to give it a little shout out because I do think it's funny. No, it is funny, like the premise of it. It's like, hey, I remember get. that time you sucked at this other game? Well, now you can do this instead. It would be even cooler if like, you played the other game and then you had to play Flatline to fix it what you screwed kind of up. Influence, yeah. yeah, if there was some sort of like almost like legacy feature to that, that would be funny. As it stands, don't care. What do you guys feel about the theme of Ex Libris? I know that that game in general is not I one like of our the favorites. Theme. But the I like theme the theme. Is, we like the theme? Yeah. I like the theme. I still don't think it's going to win this category. Like it's fantasy library, it's a library. So know? let's so let's let's try this, right? Tiff of this list, what are your top three? Uh, I feel like I could put Wasteland Express for like every category. So let's put that there. I love that theme. Uh, Coldwater Crown. That yeah, is, fishing that's a good theme. Fishing, fishing is, is unique theme, but it, it is, is very unique. plain. It's, yeah, it's plain looking, but it's, I mean, this is theme. This isn't presentation. You know what right? Coldwater Crown is going to get my vote is a mechanic. Because I love that worker placement mechanic. Yeah. With the, well, we're uh, getting ahead of ourselves here. I'm just saying, like, is there going to be another fishing game? Like, that's a unique theme. Uh, I mean, I guess there are other fishing games. That's the there will be this hobby. Uh, and I feel the same way about Meeple Circus. Like, I think, oh, that's a really original theme, but Drumroll already did that. So, I don't know. True. But Meeple Circus is a game about meeples literally in a circus. Those cards have meeples doing <laughs> the things in them. <laughs> no. It's not just yeah. any circus. Again, it's more, for me, it's more mechanic. Like, circus is, yeah, circus is circus. Yeah. I think that's true. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Do you see any <laughs> quick cuts, Dan? And remember, last year... Like, we were confused whether it was, like, integration of theme or just theme, and we agreed this is just theme. Just theme, yeah. So, I would agree with Wasteland. I like that theme. As much as it pains me to say that, I do like that theme. (laughs) (laughs) I I really like Magic Maze, only because the theme of the game is that adventurers lost their gear and don't have any gold to buy it, so they're breaking into a shop. Magic Maze, as a theme, is pretty phenomenal. Let's keep that there. Well, phenomenally stupid, like, and which it's makes it cool. Wonderful. That's what I'm saying. Which makes it cool. You know what yeah. I don't like about that theme is I have to be like, okay, kids, stealing is bad, but let's pretend but like we're, we're gonna do it, it for this game. <laughs> yeah, and I think mm, I'm also also because kids kind of want to punch each other when they play that game. Y- yeah, um, I'm gonna go. Oh, Tiff, you never finished, did you? Did you finish your three? I like I'm at a loss here because like I don't know. Best theme is different from like unique theme. I'm just thinking like if What's we do favorite? this like you pick three, like, I pick I think three, Sagrada Matt picks three. Sagrada is a really unique theme. I like Sagrada's theme. Stained glass laying is is cool. I think that that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Because if we all pick, so three, I guess Sagrada then. Then we can narrow it down. I think the seventh continent is like basic exploration. I think the story uh, it tells get rid of it. is cool, but the theme is just kind of like get rid of it. Adventury. Agreed. Toodles. Toodles. Uh, Rocky Road Alamode is just serving ice cream, but it's very fun. Mm. It's adorable, it's like a... and I love Josh, but it's not the best game theme. Sorry, Josh. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, it's, it's, a, like it's, it's a great game. ice cream delivery. It's a, I mean, it's a good theme. It's just it's not going to win, it's so a, we might as well just... Yeah. How, how much do you guys like watching trees grow? 
Photosynthesis is Not a cool it's a cool theme though for me. Yeah. I love that art. Building the forest. And it's a cool theme. It is a cool uh, theme, building the forest. Like I like that. I still don't think it's gonna win. I literally like Spirit Island as a theme. I do I too. think I think taking on the spirits and pushing people out of the like the destruction of the land yeah. kind of like I like that. I think it's very cool. It's a it's a flip on your what you'd normally be playing. You'd be playing that Euro game where you invade, but this is like nope. I mean, Anachron is also river, a cool theme. I'm gonna drown you. Viral's a great theme. Like I'm okay with this short list at at this point. To be honest, I think if I had to, I think Coldwater Crown gets the boot. Topi- what? Topiary. What is Topiary? Is that a Topiary is the uh, the hedge cutting game. Nah. Between that and photosynthesis, nah. It's about trimming hedges. I'd rather grow a tree and then trim it. What do we like about Anachrony? So Anachrony has really good time travel, and it's got this whole like world apocalypse. It's got a cool story. It's a great theme. It is a little generic sci-fi, though, if you're going to get on me about it is. planets. It is. I, 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 I can see that point. I'm not mad at it. Well, the same could be said about Wasteland Express, then, because that's just generic Mad Max. Oof. Generic Mad but Max it's... hasn't really been done. No, <laughs> this is like, this is desert road trucking, man. This is... Right. Mad Max delivery service is cool. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing out <laughs> counterpoints here because we have to narrow this down to one. Meeple Circus is off. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Take. I feel like Ex Libris needs to go. Like, it's a, it's neat, but I don't think it's the best theme of the year. No. Like, it's a really cool theme, though. It really scratches my organization of books. <laughs> <laughs> well, just wait for the new game, Dewey Decimal System. Oh god, that would be awesome. Uh, I I don't like photosynthesis as much as some of these other ones. So I'm gonna put that. If you're gonna take, take off photos. cold water crown, then you have to take off photosynthesis. I'm That's okay how with I feel that. About that. I'm okay but with I'm that. Okay, if anachrony goes, because I don't think it's that. All right. I don't think it's punchy it. enough. I I'm yeah, looking at this list. Punchy. What's Wasteland Express? Hmm. It's pretty punchy. I like the game. I like the I game love a Magic lot. Maze. Magic Maze is just so wonderfully dumb. That's oh, ridiculous. Um, yeah, so if we're cu- cutting this down. All right. What about viral? You like viral that much? Being inside the gut? All right, here it is. So like I was saying before, Tiff picked three, Matt picked three, I picked three, and then we narrow it down from there. We can't just keep going back and forth on all these. That's fine. This is going to take 12 hours. What's your three, Dan? People three? love long podcasts. <laughs> I'll break it into two. What's your three, Dan? Go My ahead. three um, would probably be... Viral, Spirit Island, and Magic Maze. I think I'd say Wasteland, Magic Maze, and Spirit Island. Uh, are we choosing from the ones that I can see right now, or have we eliminated Coldwater Crown, Ex Libris, and No, it's, it's still on there. Yeah, go ahead. You pick it's your three, and then we'll pick the ones that match from there. Uh, this is tough. Um, So Wasteland, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't know. I think Sagrada and Magic Maze. All right, so Anachrony's gone. Yep. Ex Libra sounds uh, like it's gone. Yep. But Spirit Island is definitely and photosynthesis. Be in there. Sorry, tree growing. All right. And Viral, right? No, I picked Viral. Viral. Oh, you weirdo. What are you talking about? Invading the body using diseases and germs no, that are being no, cured. It. Oh, it's so much it's, fun. It's a it's a cool theme. I'm just saying, it's also kind of like gross. Oh, it's, yeah, it's super gross. <laughs> super gross. Nobody wants to get their kidneys infected and stuff like that. Like, that's not cool. But it's such a cool theme. Well, shout out to Pathogenesis for a game that does a very similar thing. It lets you be the virus. 
too. That's a cool game too. But I don't think it it's as like well done. Sounds like there are other viral. games that have this theme. So it's true. I don't know. It's mm. true. That's true. But then that then that gets rid of Wasteland. I mean, look at viral. <laughs> I don't know. If we want to go about unique, like unique, you've got Magic Maze, Spirit Island, and Sagrada. I think that's like unique. If we're from going this unique, list. yeah. I mean, you could get rid of Cold Water Crown. Cold Water Crown is I well done, we, though. It needs attention. It's, well it's a good. We've given it game. attention now. Delete it. Delete <laughs> 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 it. And I think the same for viral. Like viral probably deserves I'm okay. attention. But I'm okay with that. That's it's fine. not gonna win. I'm okay with that. Like I said, if you want to go on like themes, I can't think of another game that have that theme. It would be Magic Maze, Sagrada, and Spirit Island. Like those I have a unique twist. Cutting wasteland though, it's such a good theme. <sighs> is it? Is it such yes. a good theme? It, no, yes, no, no. It is. I don't know. I think it's it's well done thematically. Like not no, just no, no. See, I that's the thing. Like, yeah. I just mean that the theme like, is well developed it, to stand f- out. Yeah. Agreed. But we're not talking about integration. Remember, it's just strictly on theme. I know. It is a, a theme they picked. Desert <laughs> delivery service. Yeah. There's other delivery services set think, in. Think about warmer all the climates. Other pick up and deliver like worlds. Wasteland Express is like by far the coolest pickup and delivery theme ever. Mm, maybe. Name me another one, Dan. Maybe. Show me the receipts here. <laughs> I don't know. I have to look at my my shelf, and I'm not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Lame. I don't, know. I don't know. Here's the one the game like, that was on all three of our Maze lists. Is Magic like Maze is like an interesting theme, but ultimately, isn't that just fantasy? You're an adventuring party. You're yeah, robbing you're, a mall, Tiff. You're robbing a mall, Tiff. Come it's on. so good. <laughs> <laughs> you are outright robbing a mall <laughs> and running as fast as you can to get out. Yeah, all right, it's, fine. I think we all agree it's Magic Maze. I think. I think it's like, I think be. that was on all three of our lists. I would, say, I would say if I cut any, I'd cut Sagrada. Because I think it's a great theme, but I don't think that it's... Oh, you'd, you'd, you'd do the one that like I picked. Got it. I think no. that it's the least exciting, but it, it's a good, solid yeah. theme. Like, it's oh, smart. it's super unexciting. It's not exciting. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess we just need to like define more what we mean by best. Well, it's whatever we want it to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking great. for something that's unique, that's uh, expressed well, like just or like realized well. And I think that that it was a good idea. It's a great idea, actually. I love the idea of like it fits being a board game so well. But then when it stacks up against these other things, it's just not for me as exciting. I agree. I think Magic Maze, Wasteland, and Spirit Island are a good top three. Fine. And then who do you give it to? I got to give it to Magic Maze. It's just Dan is not going to give up the goose when it comes to Wasteland. But I think Wasteland. I don't know. I think it's Magic Maze over Wasteland. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's so silly. I, guess, I guess I'm outnumbered, but I don't know. I would pick that Wasteland Express theme over pretty much anything. I mean, I'm okay with any of these. I think they're cool. I think they're all cool. It's fine. I do. It's when fine. I play Spirit Island, I really Magic do Maze. love the theme. But if someone was like, what, what game theme is best? Mad Max trucking being a, a I'm biased because I don't care two craps about Mad Max style games. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just, oh, yeah, that's, I know. That's this my all inherent biased. bias. It's okay. That's fine. But you can also acknowledge that but, it's a good you, theme. It's a yeah, cool theme. Like, that's why I made it the list. Like, you haven't fought against it too hard. No. So that's fine. I think you're you're perfectly in the in the right, Dan. All right. We, we're like 20 minutes in, and we're on the first category. Let's just say Magic Maze. <laughs> that's no way to make decisions, Tiff. 
Oh, yes, it is. Time is a commodity, Matt. I think these other ones will be easier. And especially when I have a cold, because I'm not going to be able to podcast for three hours today. (laughs) Sorry. Magic maze it is, friends. We wore Tiff down. Her sickness works in our advantage. Mm-hmm. It's true. Well, if you like, is, if you, it's okay. You'll be. It'll be easier to wear me down on on the future categories because this is the one that I've played the most games in. Is the one for best theme. The rest I've fair. like played two or three games in. So you'll well if you all of them. If you would have played viral, you would understand what's happening to your body right now. It's true. <laughs> I've seen people play viral. I know enough about the theme, and you learned Jeez. nothing. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think you've played a a good amount of this next category, too, actually, Tiff. Yeah. I know which one she's going to fight for. (laughs) Do you? This is the most economic category, our best valued game. So this is factoring in uh, components, like what you get out of it in gameplay versus the price uh, and what you have to put into it. So it's, it's a tricky math equation, but best value. The quest for El Dorado, number nine... Herbaceous, Whistle Stop, Element, Coldwater Crown, Fantasy Realms, Rocky Road a la Mode, Indulgence, Castles of Burgundy, The Dice Game, Ladder 29, or Gloomhaven. Hmm. Gloomhaven is on here because you get 10 million hours of gameplay. Nope. For, don't for care. For $100. I think you actually have to utilize it for 10 million hours to get the value out of it. I don't, I, to be honest, I think probably. I'd say probably 60% of the people that bought that game will never play it to completion. We'll never get the value out of it. That's that I that's my it's got that's a high my potential opinion. value. I think that's true people, for most long games. I know I'm saying people bought into the hype and I don't think people will get through it. I, yeah, we could talk Agreed. about how exciting the gameplay is, but that that's just one of those yeah, anyways. I would strike that. I think I think for best value like if you look last year with Sushi Go Park It needs to be like, accessible. Right. Yeah. Gloomhaven is not accessible. You put that box on the table in front of a casual gamer, they're going to say, uh, no. Well, it's not most accessible game, but I agree that it's accessibility not, will like, increase potential value. Yes, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to get some longevity and play out of it, I don't think it's Gloomhaven. I, would even, I wouldn't even, yeah, gone. Toodles. Get a lot of stuff in the box, so it got, it got its due. I got it on there. All right, let's do the same thing. Top three, each of us, and then we'll whittle it from there. There's so many, though. Well, uh, I got mine. I haven't I haven't heard arguments for all these games because I didn't play some of them. Like I don't I care know, about like, Castles of Burgundy. The... Well, you're silly. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you're dumb. When did the I... card game come out? Was that last year? Yeah, yeah, like last year I was arguing for Castles of Burgundy, the card game for best value, and this year, guess what? Castles of Burgundy, the dice game. Do uh, you feel like you're playing Castles of Burgundy? I would just rather play Castles of Burgundy. Yeah, <laughs> I've always true. said I see, that. See, the thing is, is I love the little spinoff of it, but like the actual game, I've had such terrible experiences in. So I don't know. It's very meaty for a game that doesn't cost very much. That's right. that's how I feel. Let's about go it. down the list. I think Quest I'm of El Dorado. It's got to stay on. It can't. That's go away. a thirty dollar game. It's pretty good. Uh, not played it. Spiel des Jahres nominee. I would say there's some good value there. I could see gameplay getting a bit stale after a while because it is just a race game Go away. with it's a good. generic deck building element. But sure, it can stay for now. Number nine. Number nine's good, but... I don't I find don't, it that exciting. I think it'll be... I think it loses its luster after a while. There's just too it, many... Like 20 bucks? No, it's like 30 or 40. Ugh. It is not 30 or 40. Yeah, it is. I think it's 35. I'm looking it up. I'm pretty sure. Look at MS, MSRP is what I'm saying. I'm not saying online. 
I don't think that you get that much out of that game. I think it's cool and it's very unique the first couple of times you play it and then you're like, cool, I'm stacking my sixes on my nines and life moves on. I'd agree. Um, I mean, Tiff, what is your say? Because okay. you've played it's it. It's $29.99 MSRP. But I don't think it's, I don't think, you know, I mean, I bought it. I'd rather play Baron Park. I do get a lot Baron of value Park is not out on of this it because everybody will play that at any time. You know what I mean? It's the kind of game that if you're like, oh, I don't know. You could just get in like ten quick games of number nine. True. I don't. I don't think it's. Are you getting a high quality play experience for all that? Yeah. (laughs) It's a. I mean, for what it is, I guess. Let's let's leave it for now. I would say take it off. I'm fine with taking it off. It's a good game. I'm just. I don't think it's in the running. It deserves some attention. (laughs) But now it's got to go. It's got to go. Tiff says it's gone. It's gone. I'm fine with it. I don't. Well, I Tiff, messing you with also, Tiff. I don't know like what's in I feel the same pants. thing about Herbaceous. Herbaceous is not a fun game. It's not like the the gameplay you get out of it is not. It's super beautiful and mm-hmm. it's cheap. Themes unique and cheap. You know, my mom would love to play it because it's beautiful, but the gameplay is oh man, it's a snooze. So All not right. that great of a value. I, it's okay. boring. I don't know. I have no you desire just, to play it. Pe- so no one wants to replay it. Like I've played it. But no one's like, oh, yeah, get out that herb game. <laughs> Damn, girl. Man, I got a craving for some chives. Where's that box? <laughs> I know you, you, Dan, love Whistle Stop, right? Whistle Stop is great, but... Uh, How much does Whistle Stop cost? 60 Oh, No, wow. get yeah, that out of there. That doesn't belong on this bucks. list. But is it that good? It's no, very good, but there's no it's going to be talked about... There's no value at 60 bucks. It's going to be talked about later by me, but not in this category. No way. All right. Element, I think, is good. You get a lot of abstract play out of it. It's like a $35 game, and I think that there's some fun to be had, but it's not quite as good as I was hoping it was going to be. I'd agree. It's a bit... It has a bit of a wonkiness when you're playing with multiple players. Um, It doesn't doesn't feel really like like a good tactical abstract. It just feels kind of... But no, I'd rather play any other abstract, probably. Yeah. Coldwater Crown is a great value, everyone. That's only like a third, what is that, $40 game? Something like that, yeah. I mean, it was a Kickstarter. It's out now, but yeah. that's a good game. That I'd almost say we'd have to put like a, you know, unofficially like a $40 threshold on this category. Well, no, I think that, it, I think uh, considering. I think it's possible the MSRP on Coldwater Crown might be more than that then. Uh, I don't know. If we're going MSRP. It looks like it's 40 bucks. But I don't. I don't think putting a cap is fair because a game, an expensive game, can still have good value. I guess. Yeah, that's true. Like I guess with like a Pandemic Legacy, for instance. Like if you guys play that to completion, then you got your money's worth. I guess. Yeah. But true. But I think it most doesn't have any staying expensive powder. Games are going to not have that uh, accessibility either. True. True. And I, again, it's always that. Like in this day and age, like these games, unless you're like one of those people who you know you know, doesn't buy a lot of games or doesn't want to buy a lot of games or likes to play games to a state of perfection. You know, most games are getting played twice and then hitting the shelf. Yeah. Good or not. Like, you know, even if it's good, it's hitting the shelf because it's like, oh, got to play a new one. So I got Coldwater Crown off the Kickstarter, which was a really good deal. I think it was only like 35, 40 bucks. It looks like it's retailing for 48, which does feel a little bit high, but that game is good. That's nah, not. I don't know. Nah. I, I love the game. I do love the game, too. It's a great game. I remember that, Tiff, when you and I did that one episode and I kind of reviewed it, 
And I just jokingly said it was better than Scythe. And they put that on their Kickstarter page. I know. <laughs> really? It just says, yeah, on their Kickstarter yeah. page, it says better than Scythe, Dan Halstead, nonsensical gamers. <laughs> nice. I, I stand by that. I'd rather play Coldwater Crown than Scythe. But um, that's a that's probably a personal preference more than anything. 2016 debate. What uh? So Fancy Realms, I played with Craig. Craig's a big Fancy Realms guy, so this game popped up in my head when I was going through the list, and I I think it's okay. It's not really that great of a game, but it is only like ten bucks, so it's got like that small box card game thing going for it. But it's like a rummy style game. Nope, it, it didn't. It's not as good as Ladder Twenty Nine, so it's gone. Bam. Decisiveness. Yeah. Uh, my thoughts exactly. Ladder Twenty Nine wins this category for me. I'm just gonna say it right now. So we'll talk about it. Oh boy. Rocky Road. Rocket Road's good value. It's like it is ten good. bucks, fifteen bucks. It's good value. It's got a it packs a punch. It's probably one of uh green couches like I don't want to say heavier, but you know, with the the family style small box games, it's got a lot in there. It's got, you know, the time track mechanism, it's got the you know, the set collection piece of it, it's got a timing aspect to it with that track as well as kind of when you complete things. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty decent value for what, fifteen bucks? Yeah. It's pretty. Um, it's on Amazon for twenty two. What? Inflation. Yeah. It might be yeah. inflated. Maybe it's out of print. <laughs> it's possible that it is out of print, but <laughs> no, you're right. There is a lot in that box. I think it deserves to be there in this category. It's. I mean, there's two green couch games on this list, which, I mean, bodes well for Jason and his company because he is picking out some really fun games. If I had to choose between Alamode and Ladder Twenty Nine again. I'm still picking Ladder 29 in a small Well, it doesn't box. mean they can't uh, both be on here. Nope, they doesn't matter. I don't know. Because I don't think you want indulgence on here, do you, Dan? No, I don't. Because uh, it's not that great of a game, comparatively if I were speaking. If I pick three, I would pick Rocky Road, Ladder 29, and Castles of Burgundy, the dice game. Well, so I think we all agree that Ladder 29 is going to be on here because I think that game's great. But yeah. I, you got to sell me on this Castles of Burgundy stuff, Tiff, because I don't care about it. Well, I can't sell you on it if you don't care about it, and why would I bother? <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying you need to, like, why is this a good value? I mean, it's 15 bucks ish mm. I think. That's good. I don't is know. Is it fun? Because I can usually get, I can get a Do real Castles like... of Burgundy for, like, 25 bucks. True, but can you play it by yourself? I mean, I guess you can. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Wait, are you talking about the game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Like I, the reason I like it is because I can sit there and I can get a Euro game experience by myself without setting up a gigantically big game. And I don't know. It just feels. I don't know. I haven't played it with a lot of people. It's just my own personal happy time and that's game. Fun. That's and that's fun. cool. <laughs> if you're getting if you're getting self indulgence out of it, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the only Euro game I can play right now. That's why it's important. And but that, if you your your like thoughts that. are important to me, Tiff, so we can keep it on the Aww. list. I give two craps about solo games, but you know what? Have I give play, I give many craps you about you. This game, I guess no, is my no interest in it really. I'm I'm over the roll and write thing. See, I love the roll and write thing because I mean, roll and write you you have this tiny little box and you have a rich experience out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I love Rocky Road. I love Lara Twenty Nine, but Castles of Burgundy is like a Euro game, but in the same size box ish. So that to me equals value. That's fair. Like for fair. someone who loves point. drive euros, Dan, I'm surprised. Yeah, that you... but the thing is, like, there's so many of those roll and rights that fit in that fifteen dollar category. Like, I get this. This one might be 
better than true, those. True, but this isn't Rolling America or whatever. Rolling America <laughs> you know what is I mean? my favorite. I love that one. That's a, <laughs> okay, such well, a good puzzle. I like this better. We'll put it that way. Okay. This is better than Rolling America, Dan. Okay, if you but say like, so. But if neither of you have played it, it's going to be really hard for me to convince you that it's number one. But I do believe it deserves to be in the top three. I'm okay with it as your vote. I am. <laughs> I I would fight for Ladder 29 and Quest for El Dorado, or, or the two that stand out to me. Um, I think Ladder 29 is going to win because it's the one we can all agree on. I I think Ladder, Ladder 29 went right into my quiver, and I've played that with all types of people. It plays up to five or six. Like it's just a it's just a good game. It's accessible. I know that's not necessarily what this category is, but it is. Do you think it's infinitely replayable? Like it is. Yeah, because it's a ladder, it's a ladder game. It? Like that's the thing. Like these ladder games, and they, you can play them as much as you want. Like. It's just like it's like a trick taking game. Like you can play yeah. that as many times as you want. If you like True, classic but it's chasers, kind of, like it's perfect. Yeah, I don't know. I'd rather replay Rocky Road than Ladder Twenty Nine. Yeah, you can. I could play it any time, and I would sit down and play it any time. But I don't know. I like Cold Water Crown more than Rocky Road, but Cold Water Crown is a Cold significant. Cold Water Crown is expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's a significant. Cold like, Water Crown between. Yeah. I see the quest for El Dorado argument. That is, I think a, it's got to be. It's a lot of game in that little box for that price point. It's a good price point, but I still, I don't see me playing it as much as the other two, excluding obviously the dice game. I would concede dice game and get rid of Rocky Road. <sighs> mm, I like. Rocky I can't Road. surrender quest for El Dorado. It's too good. I, yeah. See, that's the thing. I don't. I don't think it's super good i think it's fine i think it's a good game like i don't think it's that good though that's what i'm saying like in terms of family weight deck building entry level entry level price you're talking about accessibility like it's it ticks all the boxes it's it's a canincia so it's got interesting decisions for people who are a little bit of a heavier gamer it's it's not a heavy euro but it's it fits on the table like you can break it out at any time and it's not going to be offensive to anyone and the price is right that's fair I mean, you guys know where my thoughts are on this one, but I'm a, like from a top three. I, I, if I was me, I'd get rid of the dice game, simply because I don't. What it does doesn't interest me, so I, I, I'm kind of biased in that way. So I think we're in a weird place because we're not all playing the same games. So like, I think we have to have a top four because I haven't played the Quest for El Dorado. That's fair. And you guys haven't played Castles of Burgundy, the dice game, so neither one of us are, like, no one can break this Is tie. Castles of Burgundy even available in the U.S.? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I bought mine from France. Disqualification. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> accessibility yeah, I, is impacted by the fact we, that you can't can buy it. it. <laughs> we can take it off on a technicality. Here, I'll look for it on Amazon. <laughs> What's yeah. the value? It's got value in euros, but not in American yeah. dollars. Accessibility is no, extremely no, limited. No, it's here. Is it here now? You can get it on Amazon. Okay. For? But does it, does it ship in February 21st? It's from Fun Again. Okay. All right. So Ugh. it's coming so from it's Fun like Again. So it's like $80 shipping. It's $9 shipping. Okay, fine. Take it off, you <laughs> jerks. <laughs> Winners. <laughs> I had to come. I had this to, isn't fair. I had we to come need, for a I technicality. A, a co-hosts that will back me up. It's fine. Tiff, I backed you up. I will back you up throughout the rest of the I show. I didn't disagree with worry. the dice game, but when push came to shove, I wasn't going to give up for you. Like, I'm not giving up Quest for El Dorado for it. I'm giving it up now, though. <laughs> now that we're in the top three, I'm down to the two small box games. I really like El Dorado, but I could, I could. God, what safely... is what is with this game? Like I've 
Uh, I don't know. Tiff, it would be your kids would really like it. I you think. would like it. Tiff would like it. Tiff, you would like it too. It it's is a, a good game. It's a family weight deck builder. It's not even really like, a deck build. Like yeah, my kids have Dominion. I don't need it. No, no, no. no, it's no, a, no but no, it's got no, a race, a race which they would enjoy. I think. Like it, no, they would kill each other over it. Wow, that's fun. That's what no. kids want to do. Listen, you don't understand. Kids just want to have fun killing each other. I have some emotional kids in my group at this moment. And no, we oh, don't that's why you're just playing games. solo games with them. They all sit in their own corner and play Castles of Burgundy, <laughs> the dice game. And no, no we tried. We tried to play a magic maze. And for some of them, it's, it's a, a very co-op. fun experience. For, I know, but you don't understand the levels of frustration that some of my kids are reaching. Remember when yeah. you played it with me? I get it. I get it. I understand. Imagine me times 10, because that's what all my board games are. Why do you have such high strung board game people? Do some They're yoga all... before you start. <laughs> <laughs> High strung. Well, they are all orchestra kids. High strung. Yeah. Uh, they are. Looks but, like uh, I need to yeah, make a sound know. effect note. Mm. So, ladder 29 then? Yep. Is that what we're saying? I think it's yeah. got to be. That's my vote. Okay. Fine. Ladder 29 alongside Rocky Road a la mode and Quest for El Dorado. And Castle's Burgundy the Dice Game. <laughs> <laughs> Honorable mention Castle's yeah, Burgundy the Dice Game. Good. Any game that you can only get it fun again, I, I, I can't vote for. It'll become. I'm just kidding. I just don't like fun again. <laughs> I know. I don't either. Okay, I'm not a fan. They don't reply to my emails when I buy stuff from them. All right, most hype. This should be an easy one. Yeah, this short. This uh, our next category is biggest flirt, the most hyped game of 2017, and this Tiff. list feels very short. <laughs> I nominate Tiff. <laughs> Tiff is the most hyped game of 2017. No, she's the, the biggest, biggest flirt. Uh, the biggest flirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I flirt le- with the idea of playing games, but no, I don't actually. I'm gonna, that's that's the little insider. I'll just keep that uh, at that. Pandemic <sighs> Legacy Season Two. I to be honest, I didn't hear any hype about this one this year. Comparatively Lands speaking, Caledonia, Clank in Space, Gloomhaven, Seventh Continent, Baron Park, Gaia Project. It's got to be like this isn't even. It's just Gloomhaven it's or Seventh Continent. Gloom- <laughs> it's Gloomhaven, Seventh Continent, or the third one is a tough one. Like, I think People I just think, kept talking about Clans of Caledonia, and I don't get why. It's it's okay. It's a good game. It's I did not hear the greatest a lot of game. Talk. It's one of those things, though. It's like it's tough when you have these Kickstarters, right? Because there's this concentrated super hype when it gets finally released. And I don't know if that's just because the game's good or people are finally excited that the, the $80 they paid for this damn game finally showed up. You know what I mean? Like, it's like one of those things. Um, I don't know. I th- Seventh Continent and Gloomhaven, I think, I don't think there's any argument, right? From anyone? No argument. I mean, I think that they're, they're definitely good candidates over a lot of these. I, Pandemic Legacy was like leaked slowly. Like every time something popped up about that I, game, it would take over for a couple of days and then it fall off the radar again. Yeah, I, I honestly, and I'm pretty in tune. I don't recall, my, I didn't even know it came out when it was out. That's how like yeah, well, sneaky it was. Let me speak from someone, from a perspective that is not in tune. <laughs> Didn't hear a word about Pandemic Legacy Season 2, but I did hear about Gloomhaven. I did hear about Seventh Continent. I did hear about Clans of Caledonia and Gaia Project. So, like, if if it's not getting to me, it's not hyped enough is the way I see it. I agree with that. Clank in Space I put on here because they had that big announcement thing. Yeah, Uh, and most people were like, okay. And then it... Yeah, they had the (laughs) announcement and everybody was like, oh, Clank in Space, yeah. That's cool. I guess I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't like... Yeah. Get, it's not that... It's not like it's... Yeah. Get rid of it. And then Baron Park freaking took over all of Origins. That's one con. Yeah. Baron... And then from there on, like, it spilled over. People just kept... Baron Park was everywhere. 
Yeah, but compared to Gloomhaven, really? Clans of Caldonia spilled into Essen, which is the biggest con in the world. So I'm going with Gloomhaven, Seventh Continent, and Clans of Caldonia. Agree. I didn't hear that much about Gaia Project. I heard a ton, but that's because I was listening intently. And people were. I heard about Gaia Project. People were super hyped when that thing was announced, and when they released the cover art, and when they did all like that game's yeah. Anyways. I, I, that would be my close fourth, I think, would be between Clans and Gaia Project. Which is funny, is because Clans literally just rips off of Terra Mystica <laughs> and a, two other games and makes it like condensed and puts cheese in it. And Gaia Project didn't. That just sounds really rip good off? the way you just described it. That. <laughs> <laughs> is that it's, an accurate portrayal? Ripped it, off three games and put cheese in it? It's a gift. <laughs> I mean, I really feel like all this is a formality, and we know yeah. that it's going to be Gloomhaven, right? I think we it, know that, right? I don't know. I they both they both had massive. I think it's going to yeah. be Seventh Continent, to be honest with you. That Kickstarter went ape shit. I had people who do not play board games like regularly start messaging like friends of my, or people that I like worked with and went to school with start messaging me about like, hey, have you heard of this Gloomhaven game? I, right. I, like it has crossover appeal because it released and it has beneficial it benefits from the fact that it released and then another kickstarter kicked off so it like i'm not i'm not going to argue between gloomhaven and seventh continent i will go with whatever you two think like i honestly those are both like like seventh continent had like a what 16 million dollar kickstarter or something like that for Se- me seventh continent was a massive kickstarter yeah and sure. it was all the buzz when it came out and then when people got their copies and then they had a kickstarter right after so it was like, but Gloomhaven did similar. So it's like one of yeah. those things. But I don't think Gloomhaven touched Seven of the Continent uh, backer-wise. Maybe it did. I don't know. I just didn't hear as much about it. Like once people got it, people were playing it. And then. Yeah, no, I mean, Gloomhaven went all the way to number one. So I'm fine with that. Like literally. That's actually a good point. I forgot all about that. Gloomhaven is currently the number one game on BGG. Yeah, which is just stupid. Well, we have a winner. <laughs> yep. That was an easy one. Yes, it wasn't. Uh, last year was Mechs versus Minions, and it wasn't as easy. No, because last year there was a couple of, there was like Pandemic yeah, Season One. Scythe. There was Scythe. There was Mechs and Minions. There was a couple of things, and Mechs versus Minions, similar to what you just said with Gloomhaven, won based on crossover appeal. Yeah, Slash, I mean you can't. It's deny. backed by a multi-billion-dollar company. <laughs> I wish that they would have done more. They haven't done anything since. There's apparently a, a an expansion in the works. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, our next category, the most likely to succeed award, is the game with the most staying power last year. We said that the Arkham Horror LCG, I think I fought tooth and nail for that, and that game is still going strong, uh, was most likely to succeed this year. <laughs> so this to gro- No, no, go ahead. This is, I have a couple of comments on this one. I just threw some games on this. Sh- this is also short. I feel like we're missing some, but Sagrada, Legend of the Five Rings card game, uh, attack, exit, unlock, Santorini, Ladder 29, Gloomhaven, 7th Continent. Santorini. Really? Yep. I was not expecting that. <laughs> yep. I'm going to, like, I mean, it's kind of fu- myself from this category. I haven't played hardly any of it's these. It's kind of funny. Like, exit and unlock literally have zero staying power because you're done in an hour. <laughs> like, I mean, in if you're talking, of, about, like, this, games, this you're talking about this series, succeed, they're just going to keep I think popping. this, I think it's going to die off. I really am getting kind of tired of these types of games they're like the new micro games exactly it was really hot for a while and now it's i'm thinking it's gonna die off or it's got to come back in some other like form kind of thing because they're just all getting samey and like i don't i don't know 
Like you, know you, you can play one. This. Like and the thing is, and the reason I say that is because like you can play one. And you kind of know if you play another one what you're looking for. And some of those things repeat as far as like the thinking process and the puzzles. And I think at some point it's just going to become, I know how to play all of these. This is what I look for. And we're done kind of thing. But I'm happy to be surprised. there's a learning aspect to escape rooms and things like that. I do feel like when looking at unlock compared to exit, exit has done more things. I played four of them. I've played two unlocks. Exit overall has done more unique things. I mean, I've played less of them compared to all right i played less unlocks but i feel like exit has done different things every single time i'm there's always a puzzle or two that i'm like i did not expect this to go that way yeah so i mean I the other thing is you threw is a, unlock. we threw another lcg on here right and those always are going to stick around for years well see the reason why i threw this one on there is because they they're doing different stuff with it so i didn't know if just because no, we fine. played a little bit and we followed it if we felt like this is also a competitive one. The other one had uh, Arkham Horror has the benefit of being a cooperative game and kind of story contained. Um, FFG just announced that they're like they're killing the Star Wars LCG. So these things have As a higher should. turnover rate than you wit than you would think maybe. So I wasn't sure like being AEG's old property and the way they did the release cycle differently. If like we felt that you and I Dan like that L5R has staying power or if they're experimenting too much. Uh- the only reason I say it does is because it's a 25-year-old license and it's coming back again. I mean, so it's doing something. Yeah. People love the people love the lore. People love the the system. They love everything about it. Not to mention it also, and this isn't the card game, but it has the RPG on the back of it. So it's got that crossover appeal. It's true. I Sagrada, no. That is, I don't want to play that anymore. For me, like, when I think about like what the family pick, outside of Baron Park, maybe like the family pick from 2017 is probably Sagrada. I think Santorini has super, especially now that it's in Target. That's true. Like Santorini's that game is a lot of fun. It's one of the games I regret selling my copy of, but I have every intention of buying it again at some in point. In Target. In the future, yeah, at Target for thirty-five or forty dollars cheaper. With a red card and a gift card, yeah. And I was gonna say it's like forty dollars cheaper than the Kickstarter, um, with the same stuff. But uh, that game's a lot of fun, and it's super accessible. And I, yeah, so I put I don't Tack know. on here for the same reason because it's got that abstract, timeless nah. appeal. I don't, nah, I, I don't like. I don't. I think staying power has to be. I think abstract games are such a niche thing. I don't. I don't see that. Would you agree with that, Tiff, from an abstract standpoint? I mean, you have to be a mad It's a good game. Person. Let me caveat that. I like that game a lot, and I would play it pretty much any time. It's a great game, but I don't know. Outside We're of about you. Power, yeah. yeah, outside of you, I'm not going to be able to play that with anyone else. So, That's fair. Um, it's not going to get pulled off the shelf often. For me, it's like a game that I would hope to have a set of for like when I have kids and grandkids. Like I, I would hope to teach TAC to future generations, because it's just a simple chess-like game. Like... <laughs> That's so Aww, sweet. That's so adorable. Aww. Future generations <laughs> of little mats. Oh, of mats. oh God. Ew. Sorry. That's, that's horrible thinking. One day, <laughs> maybe. Oh, I'll God. talk to Cal. Anyway. God. There's enough people that like bad games in the world. Ugh. Oh, God. <laughs> which, which one of these games do you feel like you would pass on to Tristan? Santorini. He doesn't own it, though. He'd say, I wanted to pass this game on to you, but I also <laughs> wanted to make $100. Yeah, Papa, Papa made 150 bucks to make, buy you diapers when you were little, but now I'm going to buy it again so we can play. <laughs> so I added on Charterstone. Do you think Charterstone has no. the staying power, Dan? We've only played it a couple times, but like this. No. 
you think it's just going to be like a one and done people play it, it they like it or they people don't like have it said like when you're done with the 12 game legacy that it's it's an all right game to play you know yeah. normally but nah, for me a legacy when it's done it's done okay i think that out of gloomhaven and seventh continent i don't know if we have to pick between the two of them but i uh i like gloomhaven's more engaging but i think that that is actually a barrier compared to seventh continent which is just a big story i think seventh continent because you can play it solo is better well you can play gloomhaven solo I would not want to play that game solo. Seventh Continent solo, I think, is the way to play that game, to be honest with you. Then you have no one to go fishing with you. That's okay. And to see when you kill that bear. Yeah, but nobody's going to argue about me whether we should go fishing or kill that bear. It's going to be my decision. I'm going to go freaking fishing. (laughs) So... I, 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 don't I like the idea. I don't think Unlock has got any staying power. I think of those two exits better. I think exit is better. Although uh, Unlock has the benefit of not being disposable. It's true, but people don't play these games to play them again. It's true, but they hand them off. True. Which means but, that it spreads more. No. I would say, for me, it's going to be Santorini L5R, and I don't care about the third one. Is it? Do you think Ladder 29 has any staying power? Like, we know it's a good game, but do you think it's going to fall into the classic card game, like, be carried on forever? Or is it just another, like, this is really good, but you're only going to play it if you like this niche niche genre i think it i mean i think it'll stick around i mean i'm not i wouldn't hate if that was on the list i'm i'm gonna keep playing it because it's it's a ladder game that's that i really really like i feel like that's more like abstract games like yeah, for yeah, people yeah. like you yeah, yeah no stick around. you have to but like for the agree you have to like those kind of sit back and card chucky kind of games tiff after hearing some talk which of these would you pick uh i don't Just do know. your best Let's just pick one, because this one's not that interesting, (laughs) this category, to be honest with you. Let's not say that on the show. Let's pretend like we love what we're doing. (laughs) No, I do like what I'm doing. I'm just saying, like, I I like the next, I want to discuss the next couple more. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just want to. Maybe the Lord of the Five Rings. Lord of the Five Rings. (laughs) It's legends, but I like, I would play Lords of the Five Rings, too. And you won't even cut that out. You'll just make me feel dumb. But uh, we'll cut it out. Hey man, <laughs> <Cut> that. <laughs> uh, sorry. I'm That's saying, fine. Give me a break. Legend of the Five Rings, because I've seen a lot of people play that. That are it's you know it's got I mean? a like, strong like like I said, it's got a strong following. It's got a competitive scene, which is always going to boost it. I I it's t- like I hate doing an LCG again, but it's in there. They LCGs have them. staying power. That's yeah, just they, true. They stay for at least five like, years. Comp- like I think Dan makes a good like case for santorini but like what when i think about what's more likely going to be being played next year this time yeah that's the only one i think we'll still see l5r i think you'll see new exit games on the shelf that's probably true you'll probably see new exit games on the shelf will anybody be buying (laughs) i will be buying the question (laughs) just matt (laughs) no they're good they're actually they're very good like i I, don't get me wrong they're very good series i just think for me so personally, easy to just play and toss. Like you don't have to feel the burden of it being on your shelf. Like it's true. It's great. It's also like there's also the burden of designing them and how often they're going to come out and whether or not they'll end it. Is it a finite series? We don't know. Like not to mention, I just don't know that. I it's think the stay escape room phase is going to die soon. To be honest with you, right? That's my personal opinion. Puzzles are fun though. Puzzles are great, but at this point. So are abstract games, yeah. Matt. I know. I love those, too. They should both be around forever. 
Um, All right, let's come to a conclusion. We'll move on. My top three, Santorini L5R and... I don't know. I only want to say Seventh Continent because I don't know if you can ever finish that game. <laughs> it's got like 4,000 hours of gameplay. It's got a lot going on in it. I'd say Seventh Continent, sure. Those are my three. I would say Exit over Santorini, although I love Santorini. It sounds like Ladder 29 is not going to make it. Yeah, I think Tiff's right. I think it's it's it appeals to a specific type. Uh, you have to like, number one, it's not even a trick. Like You have to like ladder games, and you have to yeah. like ladder games with restrictive elements to them which sometimes may or may not be up people's alleys. I think Exit will last longer than Santorini. Mm, I in disagree. terms of like mainstream appeal. Although, yes. ah, you made the Target argument. The damn the target, target argument, argument. yeah. Are Exit games in Target yet? Nope. There's escape room games, them. but not Exit. All right, I'll give it to the Let's Target argument. say the CCG wins and move on. Yep, Legends of Five Rings. L5R, Santorini, Seventh <laughs> Continent with L5R taking it. Let's move on to something that you guys want to talk about. Woo! Maybe. This is the fun one. This is... Best dress. This is where Dan and Tiff thrive. Judging people on how they look. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what we do at conventions. We don't play games. We just judge you people that judge. walk yeah, by. That's true. This yeah. is the best overall presentation award. So this, this is factoring be, in oh, components and art oh, and man. all kinds this of good stuff. This tough. is a long list. We have Anachrony, Lisboa, Yamatai, Dinosaur Island, Wasteland Express Delivery Service, Unearth. Sentient, Agra, Flip Ships, World Dom- Word Domination, sorry, not World, Spirit Island, Charterstone, Unlock, Drop Mix, Meeple Circus, Santorini, Fate of the Elder Gods, and Laser Riders with a Z. All right. I'm saying goodbye, Unearth. Goodbye, Sentient. Pause. Unearth has a good look. It does, but, but the whole package. Look, but it's the just whole package okay. is it's just it's plain just dice. Sentient has a good cover. You open and up good the box. Dice. No, but here's So does Yeah, but ships. Sentient Alright, so good cover, fine. Let, let, compared to the rest of these, like overall presentation doesn't even stand a chance. Sentient That's literally true. has the same piece of art on every card. There it goes. Right. It has amazing dice. I mean on Earth, sitting there next to Wasteland Express, yeah. like, yeah. Yes. she says. That is the official removal sound when Matt takes a game off. I mean, those inserts, guys. I would take flip ships off, too. It's great cover. Yeah. Beautiful cover. Love the cover. overall presentation, just some cards. Pitti. It is. I would go with word domination. Petit as well. Word Domination has really cool art. I like its art, and it comes in the cool uh, Tim Powers box, and it's got little Zeppelins for your meeples. It's up against Anachrony, Wasteland Express, Yama, like, Pitti. All right, fine. It's a cool-looking game, though. Super (laughs) cool-looking game. It's letters. Pitti. How do you guys feel about the unlock look? Ew, pitti, pitti, pitti. Insert. Pitti, pitti, It's got a cool way of doing things. Like, the, I think the art's fine. I like the... The box and the card size. Fine. See, f- you use the word fine to describe okay. it, and that's why it's got to go. Pitted. What about Drop Mix? Drop Mix is very vibrant and crazy looking. Pitted. And it's got a crazy presentation. You got to admit, that game looks wild. It does look wild, but it, yeah, pitted. It's like a plastic little board. Tiff? Uh, I mean, I could see the argument with that one a little bit more, but I don't know. I just... I'm comparing it to Wasteland next, has such... Not to mention, love, using Tiff's argument so before, it's next to Meeple Circus, which has a meeple with big feet. And True. a strongman meeple. Yes. Cool. Uh, I do not think, from Char- what I remember, Charter I have not played Stone Fate of the Petit. Elder Gods, but is that game that good looking? Yes. 
It is a very is. good looking game. Dan, okay, if Dan's saying that Cthulhu game looks good, then I guess I gotta leave it. No, it's a very well produced <laughs> game. I don't think it wins the category, but it's a super good looking game. Uh, what's a uh, greater than games knocked it out of the part with presentation this year? Like Laser Riders, that box alone is phenomenal. The VHS looking mm. box, the shimmery pieces. Cool. If only it told you what the heck was inside of it. Yeah, I mean, if only there was a a, no a game label. that I enjoyed yeah. inside of it, but. It's a really good looking game. Yes, agreed. Did any of you guys get a hold of Lisboa? I've only seen it at conventions. I have played the, yes, I have played this, but I don't own it, but I've played it. It's good looking? It's very good looking, especially if you're a fan of the color blue. Yeah, and white. Like, it's very, it's very white and blue, but it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful game. I love white. Do we think I'm also for Island presentation? It wins. That isn't the non Kickstarter presentation is as good. No, the non kicks the non deluxe version is no because you have to have the deluxe, which I don't even think you can buy outside of the Kickstarter, to even get the multiple shaped dinosaur meeples, which are awesome. I think you only get Triceratops in the retail version, and that just takes that just takes it away from me a little bit. I don't want a Triceratops in my T Rex pen. You know what I mean? Like that just so you yeah. you get not a downgrading downgrading quality of components but you don't get the variety or the yes. interesting like you don't get the coins nope you don't get the all your coins. uh your workers are more generic or something like that yeah i feel like i really missed out on nah. one. i almost backed it and then decided i just sold mine um it was it was okay it was <laughs> canceled it, it while we were playing it the gameplay was <laughs> the gameplay was f- fine like it's I, fun it wasn't crazy we'll talk about it next episode because i would like to but uh yeah but no, if if we're going on like a, availability, that re- I don't think you can get the deluxe version. I think that it's kind of unfair to limit it to that. So I would say toodles. Pate. Pate. So <laughs> I would fair. make the same argument for Anachrony then. Do we feel like Anachrony without the deluxe fancy uh, worker placement? They're not meeples. They're like the, the plastic thing, casts. Here's the thing, though. With Anachrony, you can actually buy those, though. Like they're just an add-on. Like they're an add-on. So with the dinosaur one, you can't buy those. That's not. I'm pretty sure that was like you a can't one. Can't buy them in the in the no. retail market. Like no, you market. can buy the anachrony stuff to pimp yours out, and a pimped out version of anachrony is pretty sexy. Looks pretty cool. But yeah, anyways, um, let's go back through getting rid of things. I think Charterstone has to go. Like it's cutesy. It's but really it, well done though. It looks like a mobile app. I mean, it's, it's so sleek. It looks like an iPhone. It's it's a very sleek presentation. It's well done from a graphic design standpoint, but it doesn't wow me in any way. All the component, like the sticker cards are well done. I yeah, don't know, man. Okay, we can keep it for now. You, you got work. shaped meeples. The sticker cards you got me on, we can keep it for now. You get chef meeples, Dan. Chef meeples. Yeah, it's cool. I just, they have fun hats. The art doesn't do anything for me. That's the whole thing. It's cute. No, but it's, it's not mind-blowing. I just think that overall it's still a good-looking... Package. I would also I would get rid of Spirit Island personally because I, I as much as like it's cool to see those little pieces and stuff I actually don't like the plastic pieces in that game. I love how like the enemies are plastic and the friendlies are wood and like you're trying to conserve the environment so it's got like that's a cool little touch and they have different shapes. It's a very nice the, touch. I, I get that. Good. But it's like it's just like a a risk dude and a mushroom wooden thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. True. Like it's and it's like I said it's a great game but I. Of the three greater than games, I think that was my least favorite presentation-wise, to be honest with you. I've heard some things about Laser Riders not fitting back in the box. <laughs> I don't know. Tiff, you have that one, right? Yeah, it fits back oh, in the okay. box. Fair enough. 
And doesn't that have like a separate little box <laughs> for each color, like in the game? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's that that presentation is slick, real slick. It's a good presentation. Oh, I, the thing is, is like it's it's probably a little bit bigger than it needs oh, to yeah. be. I can imagine that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I, I subtract some points from that because like I don't know where I'm like right now. It's just like kind of hanging out. <laughs> like I don't know where to put it. It's kind of a weird size. It's kind of a weird shape. So it, it loses some points that way. So I think oh, Santorini is great too. That's uh, such a that's, Santorini with the stacking and the little dudes and all that art, all the such baby a, chibi art. It's such a clean presentation, and it's just so functional and it's got the awesome. charter stone effect, man. They, yeah. they they are riding on the same kind of aesthetic, basically. So I think. Uh, so you have to choose between those yeah. two. No, then. no I, you don't. I think Yama. No, I think you do. You can only have two iPhone looking games in the. No, category. let's put Alien Artifacts or on one. here. We'll have three, and they'll take the category. Oh come on! So I think I think Yamatai. It's it's very pretty, like all the individual pieces. But Busy. once you put it on the board, it's just this just mess of color. <laughs> it's just. It looks like the Easter Bunny threw. It also up. loses some points for having victory point <laughs> symbols that are different, right? Which yeah. that just irked me to no end. Um, but the, I mean, the art is phenomenal. Like, I love that, and it's got really nice wood bits with little ships. But compared to like Wasteland, and compared to some of these others, yeah, I gotta take it off. Well, I don't think I would. F- I'm not gonna fight for Yamta. I do think it's a good looking game, but it's. Not compared to some of these other ones. Agreed. Very... If you're cool with it, pate. Pate. Indeed. I would also probably get rid of Lisboa. It is very pretty, but comparatively speaking, I don't know. Waste. I mean, wa- wasteland has inserts. Like it's just so functional as well that's as thematic, true. and and that's one of the things that set Max vs. Minions apart last year was those inserts. Yeah. Plus, you've got that. I mean, the art, to be honest, is not my favorite style of art. That doesn't. That's not to say it's mm. not good, but it, it's it's definitely a an, it's such a like trashy art style. It's just like it fits the theme so well. Yeah, and that's what that artist does. Like I get that from reading his comics and stuff. But um, yeah, well, like, what are these games like inside the box? Like, is do you just baggy up everything in Lisboa? Because I feel like if it involves baggies, everything loses. Well, then that that. That's not wasteland. That throws an acrony <laughs> out the window, feel. then. That would throw Agra <laughs> and Spirit Island out the window as well. Like, you got to have some Charter Stone, nowadays. Charter Stone, I will... You know what? I'm coming around to that from presentation standpoint, because those individual boxes that you write on, and yep. that, I think that's good. It's pretty good. I'm, I, I hate the art, though. God. <laughs> it's really not that bad. Like, it's not bad. <laughs> I like the... I, I know, but I just... But when we're talking about best overall presentation, it's not that bad. No, it's I, not I actually think I would say it's good. Resume. I'm trying to temper Dan down. It honestly, I'm surprised that you like Santorini but not Charterstone because they're so similar. They are from, from an art. Yeah, aspect. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, I just Santorini building that little village thing. On, oh, it's so cool. <laughs> like, the game just looks so awesome when you're done with it. Like it does. It's just it's got a great appeal. Like it's every time I'm done with it, I want to take a picture of it, kind of thing. And that to me is a well presented game. You know what I mean? Like Agreed. I would, as much as I love Meeple Circus and the different shapes of meeples, the rest of the game is kind of chintzy. Like the the cards are really like crappy, like almost paper stock. You know, everything's super thin, and I, it's just not outside. Again, outside of the meeples, which is the crux of the game, and the app yeah. is cool too. I mean, if we're counting the app. 
like having the different circus music, but comparatively speaking, I, I think it has to go. That's a bummer because it's it's got a great aesthetic, but it does. I just I don't know. And the music is good that they provide on the app. But we, we're getting down to the top three here. We gotta be we gotta be picky. So I I have Agron here. I I picked up Agron while I haven't gotten to play it. I set it up. I've I've explored the aesthetic and the appeal of that game. It is really really cool from a Euro uh, standpoint. The Michael Menzel art on the board, although massive, is uh is really nice. All the pieces are nice, but it is Bright. more standard Euro fare. But it's got a really good presentation. Like that game stands out on the table. Well, it looks yeah. good. I don't know. If we're kicking out Lisboa, I would say I if, like, if Lisboa is going to go, this... then Agra would go. So, but if so, for me, best presentation also kind of incorporates theme. Like when you set up Agra, do you go, "Ooh, I'm going to it, do something"? Yeah, I don't even gonna know gonna what trade. The... I'm going to yeah. trade some resources. Yeah, but like, are the resources custom? I don't know. I've never seen it. Like, yeah, I, it's, I've it's seen pictures dictated. of it. Just pull it up. I think you'll be impressed I've, by it. So I remember it. seeing it because I researched it when I did my Essen lists and it, it, it fell off the short list um, for gameplay reasons. But the presentation was super like It's got bright. that angular board that you track and like the pieces are cut angularly so that they stand but I've up heard, straight. And I can't say because I haven't played it, but that I've heard that angular board is actually a, a huge deterrent that's not super functional. I... I played around with it a little bit i tried to like knock the table and stuff like that i don't think it's that bad i think people tend to get cranky i would say that the board itself while the art is beautiful it's busy as crap and non-functional but the presentation is very nice and that's what we're talking about yeah but a busy board is not good presentation it's true and that's kind of why we kicked yamatai so i could see it i could see it going but i do if we kicked yamatai we got to kick agra because i think i think yamatai looks better than agra i think that's fair these are all great looking games though they all deserve attention. <laughs> but they gotta go. I think I think Spirit <laughs> Island go. has to go. There's just That's not... a bummer. I think Spirit Island's really good, but I, I get it. I get it. The f- and not to mention the insert is almost pointless. <laughs> oh, it, yeah, it doesn't have one. It's basically just an empty box. They tried to make one. Didn't. Yeah, not so much. I You guys gotta speak to me about Laser Riders and Fate of the Elder Gods, because I'm looking at those to cut, but you're saying that they're good, and I don't want to... I mean, I've seen them both. So but... Fate has some really awesome miniatures in it. Yeah. I would cut Laser Riders. Well, see, Laser Riders for me is just, it's just the box. Like, the box alone is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think it sold a lot of games just based on the look of the box. The art style that evokes that, you know, sort of retro 80s VHS box set thing is awesome. And the pieces have that weird holographic, uh, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like a shine to them. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it's I'd, definitely I, cool. To be honest, I'd, I'd probably... Uh, yeah, I might keep it, to be honest. It's, that is just such an appeal. Because, <laughs> like, the gameplay for me was just uninteresting. But that, just the presentation alone made me want to play it. You know what I mean? So it got me to yeah. the table. Then I played it, and I don't need to play it again. But, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, for that to draw me in was was impressive. So that's... Yeah, I think I think that's it. I think if, if you're selling games based on your presentation, which laser writers most certainly did then you deserve to be in the top ish portion of the list i don't know i would say that most of these games all sold well on presentation <laughs> yeah yeah i know but like laser writers almost solely yes, because of the true. presentation who bought it because of yeah. the gameplay no one literally no one some yeah. people really like tron i really yeah. like tron but but that's more about the presentation than it it's i true. don't know so i don't know i almost think we have to think about like Wasteland versus Fate of the Elder Gods. Wasteland, Wasteland. can't can't go. No, Wasteland stays. Yeah, so no matter what. 
I don't know. Fade the Elder Gods looks amazing. I think Fade the Elder Gods cool. knocks Anachrony off. I'd be fine with that. I don't personally. know Anachrony that well. Anachrony is it's it it's got a nice table presence, but when you really look at it, it's super like just kind of generic sci-fi looking patterns all over the place. The miniatures phenomenal, but they're not functional in any way. You can play the game without them. I really just yeah, I think yeah, that's my opinion. I think Fate stays over Anachrony as well as Lisboa. Okay. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. I'm looking it up right now. But if you both agree, then there's no point. Yeah, I can, I can. Well, take a look, and if if you don't agree, yeah. we come back to it. But yeah, this one's well, this is a tough five. This is tight, man. Because I really, I really do think that Charterstone is doing something special with its presentation, like with its overall presentation. I understand that certain elements aren't. I think like you have to, you have to like certain elements for those to really hit home. Like you have to like the artwork for that to really hit home. Here's the thing, though. Like, okay, functionally, it works great. Table presence, eh. Not the it, true. every time I take pictures to post on Instagram, I'm like, this game doesn't look exciting. No, so like, I think functionally it's great. Table presence, like, let's look at the rest of this list, right? Table presence, you got Wasteland Express, people are gonna stop and say, Whoa, Santorini, people are gonna stop and say, What's this? Fate of the Elder Gods, people are definitely gonna stop. It's Cthulhu, it's got great minis, and then Laser Riders, people will probably stop sheerly just for the box. I know that's. So, <laughs> I think Charterstone has to be the next to go, to be honest with you. I just, as yeah, as functionally great. great as it is, it's, I mean, kudos to, to Stegmeier for that. I think you have box. to pick between Charterstone and Santorini because they're so similar. Well, Looking. they're similar in a lot of aspects in terms of like art and stuff, but I do think that. Santorini I'll is functional and pretty. Okay, Charterstone has some boxes. Great. Santorini I'll cut Charterstone, like, but I will say that like anybody making a legacy game should look to Charterstone to see how to organize it. Sure. It's pretty well done. I don't right. play a lot of legacy games, but I will say it is super functional, being that I'm running this one. So, like, yes. think about like Pandemic's kind of a hot mess at times, and Gloomhaven's a hot mess. Ugh, Gloomhaven like, think of your disgusting. legacy games out there. All right. It's good Gloomhaven. for a genre, but petit. Petit, indeed. The queen has decreed petit. <laughs> queen tip. Uh, so now we're down to these four. See, I like uh, this four. This is a tough four right here. This is a tough four. See, this is this is where dreams are made. This is <laughs> this is what this this episode's all about. Um, uh, I, th- I I think we all agree on the winner, right? Yeah, I think you have. Is to. it wasteland? I think it's wasteland. It has to be that that box is functional. The the inserts and even un- and unlike Max and Minions, the insert is actually part of the game. Yes. It's the mod shop. Yes. It is the it's everything. It's got without, indicators of cost. Without and that insert, things you basically have the table is unplayable. unplayable. Like right. it literally is. Like kudos to again to Pandasaurus. They they're another company that's really kind of nailing presentation as kind of a fundamental part of their you know production except for dinosaur island horrible insert guys um <laughs> but yeah I, yeah i think that's the winner i don't even know we don't even have to narrow it down to a top three i think it's just it's a winner i feel good uh, decisiveness yeah. is good for the soul uh, i don't think so i think decisiveness can fly a kite let's move to the next what <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think from the start we all knew wasteland all right well here what would you what would you put as number four what would I put as four? Probably, uh, I don't know. It comes it's down, come down to like uniqueness Fate and Laser Riders because those two games, I, like it's Laser Riders, it's got probably has Fate a, for me. Huh? 
Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Laser Riders is amazing. The presentation is the is the thing that's amazing about it. Fate of the Elder Gods is probably better overall just because the game is actually something you want to play. And I think Fate's number four. Yeah. If we're talking about just presentation. It's Cthulhu. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's, it's one of those minis, things that's been Cthulhu, done. It's, you've seen yeah. it before. Laser Riders is unique and it actually probably, well, yeah, probably should have gone in our theme one actually because it is a unique theme. But yeah, that that box and that presentation just that just pulls you in. Same with Santorini on the table, and same with Wasteland. There we go. I'm glad we cleared that up for you. That was a fun one. All right, so that is the end of our categories for this episode. We are going to break and come back next episode with the rest of our nonsensical 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 yearbook for 2017. Let's quickly recap what we talked about today. We determined that our best game theme was Magic Maze. Our best value game was Ladder 29. The most hyped game of 2017 was Gloomhaven. The game with the most staying power will be The Legend of the Five Rings LCG. And the best overall presentation is Wasteland Express Delivery Service. Thank you all for joining us for this episode. If you ever want to reach out to us, let us know what you think about our category so far or contribute to some games for what might be coming up next episode. You can always do so at BGG Guild number 2077 or on our Facebook page or Google Plus or wherever we are out there. But if you want to talk directly to us about our choices and things like that, you can do so on Twitter. Tiffany B, if they want to chat with you, where do they do that? I am at ineptgamer. And Dan, if they want to chat with you? Uh, League Nonsense or at Scandalous underscore Dan. You can find me at Cinnamon Buns. Again, thank you all for joining us for this part one. We will see you next time for part two. And until then, we can all say goodbye. Toodles. Bye. Bye. finally have oh hold on guys i need to plug my mac in one second oh no the whole show is gone no it's good i have i have enough battery but i just got warned (laughs) t minus two seconds all right we're good Oh shit. Falling. Oh. oh. Oh, my legs are so long. Okay, I'm back. I'm so glad the recording's still going for all that. Yeah, that was awesome. Um Okay, where were we? Sorry. <laughs> Talking about I have my outtake.